Welcome to Virtually Unbreakable, where we inspire you to live happier and more fulfilling lives. My name is Ella and I'm your host. Today, my guest is Nicola Filsmoser. Nicola is a social entrepreneur and a product expert with passion for using technology to make positive impact on people's lives. She is a founder of Happier Health, where she is committed to providing digital chronic pain management for children and young people. Today, together with Nicola, we will be talking about business and mental health. I'm pleased to have you here with me, so sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Nicola, so nice to see you here. How are you doing today? Hi, Ella. I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Me too. Thank you so much for finding time for this. So, Nicola, you have a super uh, inspiring profile and a very, very interesting career, uh, at least to those of us who are interested in well-being and improving the quality of our lives. Can you tell me, um, I understand that Happier Health is your own business, you're the founder. What has inspired you to start this business? Yes, so Happier Health is uh, very much based on my own story. So I've been living with chronic pain myself. And I've, I've lived through the challenges since I was a child. Mm-hmm. So it really always was part of my life. And when I got together with my co-founder, we looked at elements that can help, uh, elements from research especially, that we cannot find yet in actual clinical care. And we saw that there's a big gap in how young people, adolescents with chronic pain are currently treated. Because there's a huge gap in, or a huge a lack in delivering also mental health support that's coping right. support for people with chronic pain because it's not just a physical issue. So this is really something also that that you that, lived through. Wow, that I lived through exactly. And speaking okay. with more people who lived through it, uh, finding that there is really still a challenge in the market. Right. Okay. And I understand that your company uh, focuses on providing a digital chronic pain management tools to especially to children and young people. Um, why did you choose to focus on this group? A lot of people with chronic pain develop their chronic pain in the early ages. A specific group we're looking at at the moment are people with migraine. And the majority of people with migraines start to get their their migraines, start to get symptoms when they are children. Right. The problem is that it's very hard to diagnose at this age. And also it's usually treated just with painkillers. So you get some ibuprofen, you get paracetamol, which is not the right approach. The right approach would be to provide them with a multidisciplinary approach right away. So giving them some medication for acute pain for sure, but also helping them to cope with the psychological and the social effects of living with chronic pain. So we want to set in at a point where we can help them the most so they don't develop into adults with chronic pain. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. That's a good reason, isn't it? And did you find that, um, so I assume you've done a lot of research around the fact that uh, digital tools really work uh, with regards to the chronic pain and also are a good way to um, engage with young audience. Can you tell me a bit more about that? Exactly. So there is a lot of research already available on techniques, mainly from psychology 
techniques that are currently used for, for example, anxiety, depression, that have shown great mm -hmm. effects in helping people to deal with chronic pain and even helping them to deal with their physical symptoms, although kind of they're not directly addressing the physical symptoms like yeah. a pill would do. Yeah. And we're using that research also working with experts in the field, so working mm -hmm. with psychologists, neurologists, all mm -hmm. kinds of experts in the chronic pain area to make sure that we deliver those elements in digital tools. And yes, as you said, there is a lot of engagement. There is easy accessibility to digital mm -hmm. tools rather than having to find, for example, a specialist clinic. And, and makes it much cheaper, more affordable, exactly. right? Exactly. And easier accessible. Exactly. So how does Happier um, Health work? Is it an app that people can access? So at the moment, we have three different products. We have an app, yes. And the app provides techniques that help young people to learn how to deal with chronic pain. So those are also, for example, relaxation techniques. Uh, those mm -hmm. are also elements from positive psychology, so yeah. learning to deal with emotions and to kind of change your your mindset towards uh, your day-to-day -day life, even if you have chronic pain. Yeah. And the app is available. It's called Tamer. So if anyone mm -hmm. wants to look at it, it's called uh, Tamer on the app stores. Mm -hmm. uh, at the same time, we have a book for the slightly younger audience of children um, that helps them to understand their condition. So this is specifically about migraine. We use a lot of storytelling in this. Uh, to help them also, because understanding and education is mm. one huge element of helping Aspect, people to yeah. to cope with their pain. And the third element or a third product we have is a course. It's an online course for parents of children with migraine. Because mm -hmm. same here, education, understanding of what their children are going through, mm -hmm. and also knowledge about the techniques that are helpful and mm -hmm. that they can try to to deal with the situation as mm -hmm. a family is is an essential aspect. What a fantastic selection of different resources, all to do with um, uh, improving quality of lives, really, of people exactly. who are, um, you could say, real victims of, of pain. Yet taking the victim attitude is probably the last thing uh, you want to do when, um, when you're in that situation. Fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing. So you've mentioned before that uh, the company was born um, uh, because you felt inspired from your own journey and from your own uh, experience with chronic pain. Um, can you tell me a little bit more? It must have been an exciting journey starting this business and, and very empowering one. Um, and um, how did it go from the start? Did you feel like you found your true purpose and... Do you feel really fulfilled now as a as a company owner, a company that is helping thousands of people across the world with chronic pain management? Sure, like it, it resonates what what you're saying. I mean, it's for sure a difficult journey. Anyone who starts their own business will will understand that there are ups and downs. Yeah. But I think just the fact that as soon as you, as I speak to to patients, to people who are using our resources. Mm -hmm. And they come back with a smile with their stories, how it helped. And this is incredibly fulfilling. And this is, this mm. is what I'm doing this for as well, seeing the positive impact that it can have on people. Wonderful. Wonderful. So, um, I understand, um, you're someone who is not immune to, uh, poor mental health yourself, or we can all be, you know, uh, when we neglect our needs, our mental health suffers. 
Um, and it's really important to stay resilient and strong, right? Especially when running a business. Uh, what were the key lessons you have learned about your own emotional resilience along this journey? I think one core element is learning to say no. Um, there's okay. so many opportunities, uh, so many things you can do, things you can apply for as a company that help you kind of get more funding or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, trying different projects as well, different working with different institutions, but you're a small company and, and we're still a small company. So yeah, you always want to help everybody, but if you don't help yourself, mm -hmm. you can't. So the core element for me is kind of balancing that out. You're you trying to help others, but also being aware that you are part of, of this group you're trying to help you as an individual. So I think that is often forgotten that, okay, I do everything else yeah. for everyone else, but yeah. I forget about myself. And, yeah. and this is core. So sometimes, yes, you have to say no. And it's hard because there might be an opportunity, but in the end, if you, if you don't kind of manage your, your time, your emotional, your mental resources, at some point you, you run out of them. And you, you need to, as I say, recharge your batteries, right? Because, okay. um, you know, if, if you're trying to influence, positively influence lives of so many people by creating these, um, amazing tools and this amazing content, uh, you must not forget the need that you need to walk the talk, right? Um, and and be the example of how to take care. Well, maybe example is a bit ambitious, but um, give a good example to how to look after our well mental well being. Um, exactly, and, and this is also for me an element of authenticity. Like mm -hmm. if I don't do what I'm trying to tell people to do kind of to help them with their chronic pain with migraine if I'm just telling them okay do regular meditation and I don't yeah. do it myself at some point yeah. I will lose my belief that it works but from all the strategies uh, from all the the resources we created the happier I learned so much mm. it was a journey for me as well a, a, yeah. a health journey too in the yeah. mental health aspect, but also physical health. So yeah. for me, it was kind of a treatment to found, found this yeah. company for yeah. my own migraine because I did yeah. all the research. I got all the education about exactly. it. And mm. I know exactly what works. And I'm testing it on a daily basis to see, kind of to, to keep mm. this habit. What are some of the uh, most amazing success stories that you've heard from your users, from your customers, some feedback? I think the most important one for me is really when we get feedback that they change their their perspective on the pain. This is one mm -hmm. core element we're looking at, especially also in the book for, for children, which uses a metaphor to help people not fear the pain, but more work together with it. Yeah. Um, so we use the metaphor of a dragon as as your migraine, and you learn to work with your dragon together instead of fighting it. Mm -hmm. And that for me... Because that's a key element I've seen in my yeah. own journey, that as soon as you change the perspective, everything changes. And mm -hmm. as soon as you kind of have a different relation to your relationship with your pain, the treatment yeah. in all aspects changes. So this is for that's me right. the core success uh, hearing about that. Yeah. And do you believe that pain is something we can influence the intensity of it and the length of it with our positive thinking? 
Yes, I strongly believe that. There is for sure the physical aspect, but also we know in a lot of research already that based on our perspective, based on how we react to the pain, we also influence how we experience physical pain. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying kind of it's just made up in your head. That's for sure not true. There yeah. is physical yeah. pain. People experience physical pain. But yeah. the way we look at it and if we approach it in a positive way, in a in a curious way even, um, yeah. being open to learning from it, what is yeah. it trying to tell me? Especially mm-hmm. in chronic pain or in migraine, we see yeah. it, it often is, what is it trying to tell me? Ah, you're stressed. Ah, you didn't mm-hmm. drink enough water. Yeah. Not saying that drinking enough water yes, and not having yes. stress solves everything it's always but the it's reason, a part of it yeah. exactly yeah. it's always yeah. a part of it so yeah. i think going towards it with an attitude of listening and trying to learn from it is mm. is really helpful i find that as a mom i um i want to share my um uh insight on this so i i feel like schools can some schools are already doing more uh, I'm lucky that my son's school does that uh, with regards to mental health education and understanding their children's own emotions. But there's so much more we can do collectively as a society um, and, um, you know, as as a place where we raise young generations, um, whether we are parents or non-parents, in terms of that that. Um, education about emotions and being in touch with your own feelings and being in touch with your own voice and learning resilience learning about resilience and how to become more resilient that is such a wealth of knowledge that I feel like many young people are missing these days not because their parents don't want to give them that knowledge or share that knowledge but perhaps um parents are also super busy and uh, you know focused on making money and paying the bills and sometimes it's just some par- some parents don't have that knowledge so really making exactly, those yeah making I, those, I totally agree with you yeah making those tools accessible this content that you create that I create as well and about mental health accessible and um, affordable or or even free of charge at times is such a crucial thing because what we are doing is we are helping young generations thrive as simple as that and they are not given they are not given those tools at school full stop they yeah. do not learn how to deal with anxiety how to deal with big emotions how to process them how to cope with pain in their home and school environments. Um, You know, you could question whether it's something that should be included in the school curriculum, but that's a different conversation. I think, do you agree with my point? Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I think in all aspects, be it in, in the educational sector, be it in the health sector as well, mental health is starting to pick up, but Mm -hmm. it's not at the, the state of, at the rate. Let's say yeah. in, in the medical space, kind of the, the comparison is pharmaceutical approaches. Yeah. It's not as important. In the educational space, mathematics is more important yeah. Than, yeah, 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 yeah. than mental health. Yeah. So it's I'm very happy kind of to see pick up, to see people understanding mm-hmm. how important it is, to see mm-hmm. people valuing their own mental and mental health, the, the general well-being, and not just 
I feel I have a symptom now, so I go to the doctor, but thinking mm-hmm. about it before, like how can I mm-hmm. keep myself healthy? How can I stay healthy in the long term? So it's picking up, but as you say, it's for sure not where it should be. And um, I really hope that through digital tools, through more resources, it can pick up speed and, and get to where it should be in terms of the need, educational need. Yeah. And and also about teaching um, young people how to be curious. I think it's, it's another thing that... Um, Sadly, because they are so um, overloaded with topics like maths or physics or biology, English, Mm -hmm. not that those topics aren't important, but um, somewhere in the midst of that, we are missing a very important aspect they're learning about life, which is how to be curious without judgment. Yeah. Um, and if they develop that, if we pr- if we promote that and help them, support them in developing curiosity from young age, uh, whether we are parents, brothers, sisters, neighbors, whoever we are, but being curious and learning about the world. And what it does is that you learn about you start asking questions about yourself. Mm mm-hmm. And you, in terms of pain, for example, you could come to conclusion, you know, um, well, every time I do this, I experience pain. Mm -hmm. There is a pattern. Uh, Every time I experience anxiety, this follows. So what can I do to stop that pattern, to interrupt this pattern or this circle, right? Exactly. It's It's a, a skill of reflection as well. And yes, I think that's one element, exactly what you're saying. The, it's not necessarily about the, the content of what we teach people, but it's teaching them how to learn. Yeah. Because then yeah. they can pick and, and they will pick up things that maybe are not part of the cur- curriculum, but they, they have access to it online and they can pick their resources because they know how to, how to mm. find them and they know what to do with them and, and how mm. to get the information that is relevant for them. Mm. it's funny how when you graduate from school you realize that maths is actually not that important in life isn't it <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, unless, you, unless you're kids. mathematician <laughs> or a statistician or you work yeah. in research you realize oh actually uh yeah. how, how you manage your mental health and stress and conflict is more important in life than all these things i've learned at school funny enough isn't it yeah um, anyway, moving on to the next question. Um, uh, Nicola, you someone uh, who has been an, awarded an amazing award by Innovate UK. Um, uh, what has winning this award uh, meant to you personally and what it gave you and your business? Yes, I think that specific award was a great achievement, not only for the company. So, of course, kind of it, it helped the company to to further one of our projects and it really gave us mm-hmm. resources without uh, which we couldn't have progressed as we did. But at the same yeah. time, it was a great validation for me as a female founder as well. And I, I think the the community they gave us. So we were mm-hmm. several um, award winners in, in that year and every year it's, it's several people who win this award and the the experience the amount of experience and knowledge and understanding in that group of female entrepreneurs Mm. all of who are trying kind of to make a positive impact in different sectors 
this is, was on the one hand very inspiring for sure and yeah. also very helpful because you you talk to people you learn about their views they bring in their experience mm. and you get kind of a support network in a mm. group of people that is really doesn't have any kind it, of competitive approach exactly yeah. uh, they're really everybody's there to to support you and that I valued a lot uh, from from winning this grant for sure Mm. And how many women um, across England won the, the UK Women in Innovation Award? I think in my year it was 40, oh, but wow. they changed that in, in different years. So I think before it was 20, um, I'm not 100% sure. Okay, okay, no problem. Fantastic. Okay. Um, and um, you're someone, like you mentioned earlier, who has developed three products uh, from the first step, from ideation to market entry. And along this journey, you obviously gained uh, a deep understanding of user research and how to create successful products, products that are well received by the audience, by the users. Um no doubt your experience, especially in chronic pain management, has uh, taught you to put people first at the center of the, of the user experience. What are some of the biggest lessons you've learned from your users, from your customers about Happier Health, about the app and, and the idea behind the business? Yeah. I think one element, and I mean, that applies, I guess, to anyone who works very deeply with their users to develop products, is that a lot of people also don't know what they want and what could help yeah. them. Yeah. Um, so if you just ask them, okay, what do you need to, to get better? They come up with, with features or products or whatever that they've heard of maybe or they've seen somewhere, but it's, so I think that the element is really not asking people of what they want, but really asking them or understanding what mm -hmm. their challenges are and trying right. to help them overcome them together. And so it, it's really this element of understanding, okay, what, what is troubling you? What is, mm -hmm. what is a challenge in your day to day life? What is a challenge in your chronic pain management? And really seeing this as a, as a network of elements, social, emotional, physical, so all those elements together instead of looking at in at it in, in isolation. Like we would do if we look at physical pain, just a pain, yeah. then okay, yeah. a pill might help. But yeah, equally to kind of pain, a chronic pain that needs attention from different angles. So does any product yeah. idea, any business idea. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think the users are core drivers. Mm -hmm. Um but the, what the core element is is really understanding what their challenge is. Of course. And I bet you feel you at times you felt like you're teaching them self-reflection and self-awareness. Yes, because, yeah. Because again, people are so usually time poor and so unaware of why they have certain daily struggles uh, that they don't look within and they don't ask questions and they don't wonder. But this is a user research. Um, um, before launching a new product is a perfect opportunity to uh, give a user a bit of a lesson on themselves and what approach For they sure. should be taking in life right for sure uh, it's very yeah because because from if you look at approaches from psychology they are often preventative so mm -hmm. there is no immediate outcome if we look at i don't know meditation 
okay, sit down for one meditation and you might feel a bit better afterwards, yeah. but yeah. sometimes you also feel not better. So that the effect is a long-term effect. So mm -hmm. that's, that's a big challenge, I think, in, in mental health in general. If you, you have to build that habit with the hope and the, the belief that the positive impact will come, but it's not always right there. And that's yeah. why people go to pills first because yes. what they expect is a quick solution. Yeah. And it sometimes works, but unfortunately also for chronic pain, it doesn't always work. Mm -hmm. You still take a pill and you still experience pain. Mm -hmm. So this is something I guess we have to learn both in, in happier, but also in all other aspects that deal with mental health, with preventative health solutions, with well-being. You have to put in a lot of effort and a lot of work to see the outcome. Yeah. And be patient. I think that's exactly. one yeah. part of the problem. Enjoy the journey and not only the goal. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, are you familiar with uh, Dr. Gabor Mate? I've heard of him, yeah, but um, there I is don't a have many insights. No problem. There's a fantastic book he's written um, called When Body Says No. Mm -hmm. um, and it's the book is about a collection of stories about real people um, with different names, obviously, for the book uh, on the physical symptoms they were experiencing in their bodies mm -hmm. and how they manifested sometimes how early childhood experiences manifested later on in life as some of that as mm -hmm. chronic pain. Mm -hmm. Um, and he talks about strategies uh, very often from uh, positive psychology on yeah. how to overcome that. Okay. It's a great, great book. Really in inspired me um, to some of my work as well. Um, look at it. Thanks for the suggestion. No problem. Uh, Nicola, it's been so refreshing and so nice talking to you today. Thank you so much for joining. Um uh, I encourage uh, each one of you who experiences pain on regular basis to look at Nicola's profile, uh, click on the link on her LinkedIn profile, which is included in the show notes of this episode in the comment section um, and download her app and check how it can help you uh, on your journey to better well-being. Thank you so much. And I look Thank forward you, to Thank you, Ella. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did enjoy it, why not subscribe or leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts? I would love to hear from you and know what you think about our content. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. The link is below in the show notes. If you would like to get more tips on mental health, self-growth or relationships, subscribe to our newsletter. You will find the link below in the show notes. You can also check out our website for more resources on mental health and well-being and managing conflict in relationships. See you in the next episode of Virtually Unbreakable, delivered next week on Wednesday.